Welcome to Dead Pilot Society, the show that takes comedy pilots from A-list writers that were sold and developed at networks but never produced, and gives them the table reads they never got a chance to have. I'm Andrew Reich, the creator and host of Dead Pilot Society. All right, I don't know if this is going to sound as profound to all of you as it did to me, but I was listening to an interview with Steven Soderbergh, and he said that in his mind, there are two kinds of projects, no and hell yeah. That just struck me as such a great rule for life. And it doesn't just apply to choosing creative projects, although it's great for that, but as a way to navigate this return to normalcy. You know, there's there's two kinds of parties, no and hell yeah. There's two kinds of friends to hang out with, no and hell yeah. It's so simple, but I'll bet you keep thinking about it like I have been. Our dead pilot this time is Common Areas by Hillary Winston and Matt Harowitz. And these two are a hell yeah. Many of you may have heard Hillary on our Jamie Tarsus tribute episode. Have you listened to that? Please listen to that. Hillary got her start on My Name is Earl and has worked on Community, Happy Endings, and Dr. Ken. She's the creator of Bad Teacher, among many other pilots, both alive and dead. Uh, and Matt Harowitz is someone I've known for a long time, a great writer whose long list of credits includes L.A. to Vegas and Angie Tribeca, many other shows, including Bad Teacher with Hillary. Um, so the other day I was reading an article in The New Yorker, because, you know, I, I, that's the kind of person I am. And it was about this place called Treehouse Hollywood, which is this space for communal living in, um, obviously, in Hollywood. And uh, I thought, hey, someone should make a show about a place like this. And then I thought, hey, that's what this month's Dead Pilot is about because that's what Common Areas is about. Our cast, uh, I'm not going to tell you the roles they play, which I usually do, because I figure that's in the show notes, and it doesn't mean anything before you've listened to the episode, so I'm just going to tell you who's in it. Allison Miller from A Million Little Things, Okierte Anauduan from Hamilton, Tony Trucks from SEAL Team, Asif Ali from WandaVision, Rex Lee from Entourage, Susie Nakamura from Dead to Me, Nick Wexler from Revenge, and Annie Savage from Thrilling Adventure Hour. Such a good cast. Hey, if you want to see all those people reading it, if you want to see their faces in the Zoom boxes, just become a Max Fun member for as little as $5 a month. You'll get access to the video and all of our bonus content from past years. So go to MaximumFun.org join. You know, this is a good one to watch. You know, lots of characters, lots to keep track of. Become a member, all right? And now, enjoy Common Areas. Hey, I'm Jordan Morris, creator of the Max Fun scripted sci-fi comedy podcast, Bubble. We just released a special episode of Bubble to celebrate the launch of our new graphic novel. At SF Sketchfest in 2019, we recorded a live show with Allison Becker, Eliza Skinner, Mike Mitchell, Christella Alonzo, and special guests Gene Gray, Jonathan Colton, Jesse Thorne, Nick Weiger, and a bunch of other cool folks. We suspect he'll show signs of mutation when in a state of excitement. Now, Annie matched with him on Tinder, so she's going to act as the honeypot. I do enjoy being called a honeypot. Hey, you know what's better than honey? Gravy. <gasps> oh, yeah, can I be the gravy sack? Out now on MaximumFun.org and wherever you get podcasts. And pick up the graphic novel at your local bookstore today. Um, 
Okay, I am here with Matt Harowitz and Hillary Winston. Hi, guys. Hey. Hi. Thank you so, so much for having us. Oh, I know, this uh, is very exciting. This is very exciting for me, too. Um, tell us a little bit about Common Areas, the pilot we're about to hear. So, you know, Matt and I had wanted to find something that we could write together for a while. And he came to me with this article on adult dorms. And we realized like, oh, well, this is like the perfect thing for us to work on together because we were both actually raised in adult dorms. So it's very, very personal <laughs> to us. <laughs> yeah. The article is about how adult dorms were being launched in major cities that have like the highest cost of living. And the buildings all had these wait lists. They, there were people renting these micro apartments for half the average rent uh, of the city. And basically, each person gets a bedroom and a closet and a mini fridge. And they're small, but super nice. And all the dorms have uh, several large, very nicely decorated common areas. And there's your title, like a kitchen, like kitchens, the TV lounges, fitness centers, even the bathrooms were uh, shared. And Matt has a terrible imagination. So in order to write a show about this world, he actually had to buy shower shoes and head up to San Francisco and meet some of these people. And for some reason, his wife let him do this. Not yeah, sure for, why. Some, for some reason, she let me out of the house pre-pandemic. I called the, I called the company from the article. They invited me up to visit the building in downtown San Francisco. I stayed in the model unit. It reminded me of the Ace Hotel. It was like really upscale and interesting. Big, gorgeous kitchen cool shared TV room. I thought it would be gross, but it was awesome. And I met uh, some of the residents who were there. But uh, when I was talking to a group of these people in the lounge, I realized that they weren't just the residents. A lot of them were alumni and they came back to visit. So this dorm was nice enough for them to want to come back and hang out. And even wow. after they left, um, their social life was really still here. And when Matt told me that, it made me feel like the developers of this whole adult dorm concept hasn't, hadn't just sold this dream community. They'd actually achieved it. I mean, I lived with my parents for 17 years and they still have to pay for my plane <laughs> ticket to like get me to come home to visit. So, um, you know, even though these people have a shared bathroom, which is horrible, however you slice it, um, them living on top of each other actually makes them closer. And so these places really work based on how well they cast a building. And when the chemistry is right, it's magical magic and people stay for years. But our show is going to start before this magic has happened um, when these are just like a random group of adults putting uh, labels on their yogurt. Yeah, that's a solid segue. So we said it. We said the uh, show in San Francisco, an impossibly expensive city and one of the early adopters of the adult dorm movement. So... Wow. <laughs> Always impressive when anyone does actual research for a comedy. <laughs> Assuming you're not lying about having done that is very impressive. All right. So great. Uh, can't wait to, you know, we'll, we'll talk more in depth about all of this. Um, but uh, thank you. And let's get into it. This is Common Areas, the pilot written by Matt Harowitz and Hillary Winston. Act one. We're in a bar. Nicole, a strong, sunny optimist in an unannoying way, sits at the bar of a cool neighborhood place, not looking so sunny. She stands out as not from here. A bartender looks on while she peruses the menu. <sighs> it's been a long day and I want to drink to relax, but the prices are stressing me out, which ironically makes me want to drink even more. <laughs> They're not drinks, they're art. 
Okay, I'll take the cheapest art you have that won't burn when I drink it. Nicole surveys the scene. Seems like the town caters to rich, young, douchey tech types. A cute, confident guy, Casey, approaches. Hey, is anyone sitting there? Oh, I'm so not in the mood. The bartender brings her water. And now I'm realizing I can only afford water in San Francisco. Uh, Can I also have a few lemons and some sugar packets? Hey, life gave me expensive lemons. The bartender is not amused. Well, I'm sorry, but uh, you know what might help? A magic trick. You game? Of course I am game to see a magic trick. I am not a sociopath. (laughs) Okay, okay, good. Because I can get half the guys in this room to magically stand up. In three, two... All the guys at one table stand up. Wow. I'm Casey. And I'm really trying to not show how surprised I am that that actually worked. Nicole, for your next trick, can you make a real drink appear in my hand? Casey smiles. I think he can. And we dissolve to a little later. They're clearly hitting it off and enjoying real drinks. I start my dream job on Monday at Pixar. When I got it, I knew it was a sign that I had to leave Texas. Probably more of a geographical requirement than a sign, but sure. And I had to accept the job quickly, so I only have this weekend to find a place. It's harder than I thought. And we flash back to Nicole standing in front of a realtor. She looks at a flyer. Mm, kind of small, but for 800 a month, I can chip and Joanna it. Great. But that's a typo. It's 8,000. Or um, I do have something nearby for half the price opening up soon. Nicole's face brightens. The realtor opens the door to a bedroom and we see a kind of gross guy loudly snoring. Top bunk. We pan up and see the guy is sleeping on bunk beds. Back to present. For the top bunk? Bottom bunk, maybe. Oh, and there's a wait list. Which I'm on because they can't, but they can't call me because my phone was stolen on the bus. We have buses here. I know things will get better. I just had to get out of my terrible Airbnb for now. I mean, it sounded great. Butterfly Manor. But there are no butterflies, just a giant line for the shower. But you waited, right? Still waiting. She holds up a deli number. A little later, they're still hitting it off. Look, Jesus had to be hot, not because I'm Christian, because that many people are not following some uggo. Like, if Jesus was wearing a husky-sized dirty bathrobe, he's nothing. Yes, Buddhism is cool, but Buddha's chunky. Cute, but chunky. Probably why Buddhism's a distant third. Buddha wasn't winning any tough mutters, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And Scientology? L. Ron Hubbard was at best of five. They were nothing until... Tom Cruise. Yeah. A little later, Nicole has a stack of napkins where she's done little drawings of people in the bar. Casey has his arm around her. These are really, really good. Like, I didn't even notice this double eye watches. Suddenly, the guy she's drawing and the guys at his table stand up. Nicole is confused. Then Casey's watch buzzes. It's the iWatch, a.k.a. the Bay Area Rolex. 
after sitting for two hours, it automatically tells you to stand up. See, your magic trick was noticing when they sat down. You are not as douchey as these other techies. Well, success hasn't gotten in my head, mostly because it hasn't happened yet. They share a smile. That's more honest than he usually is. Do you do everything your watch tells you to? No, I just think it's time to go back to my place and I have a big TV. And the line for your shower. <laughs> and we cut to an adult dorm in the common area. Nicole and Casey are on the couch making out. A dog, Freddie, four years old, is curled up with them chewing on a golf ball. Then a group of women in yoga clothes, including Xena, in her 50s, eccentric and starting over, enter, startling Nicole. What the... Uh, there, there's a gang of yogis invading your living room. No, I just thought the medication class was over, but this is a common area. You did not mention that, or I would still be wearing my bra. Nicole puts her bra on inside her t-shirt as Zena turns on the lights and starts up the blender in the nearby kitchen. Freddie runs to Zena, gets a treat, and runs back to the couch. The building's called a communal center department concept. So a cult? Nope, more like an adult dorm. Wow, well, it's actually nice. I've only seen a see-through fridge like that in 7-Eleven. Just then Camille, anxious, enters and pauses. Uh, Casey, uh, you have a guest and it's just a reminder that you only have one overnight pass left this month. So, and Freddie, Freddie jumps down and goes to his dog bed under a large dining table, pushed against a wall with mail on it. So no brush, but are you spending the night? Because like, if you are, then I will totally use my overnight pass. But if you think you're not, then just... You know, just let, let me know. Are you implying I can only stay here if I have sex with you? What? No, 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 no. That is that's creepy. I'm just asking what the ballpark rough percentage figure is. Sorry if this is weird. I, I don't do this. I don't do this a lot. <laughs> <laughs> OK, I see what's going on here. You're the type of guy my youth minister warned me about in high school before he slept with my best friend. Keep your overnight pass. But but I, I want you to stay and it's and it's the 29th and they don't roll over. Sorry, I'm going to go back to my Airbnb. My number's got to be coming up. You're really not staying. No, but you're great. No, but you're great. Wait, you're using my blow off lines. Yeah, maybe our paths will cross in the again future. in the future. You're 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 mean me. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. I have to find a place to live. I'm getting up early to see a garage in the Castro, or if that falls through, a nunnery in Santa Rosa. Nicole kisses him gently on the forehead and heads out. In the hallway, Nicole is impressed by the art and furnishings. The elevator opens, out walks Evan, sweet and aware that he's awkward, and he's covered in blood. She jumps, then notices his scrubs. Uh, 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 don't worry, this, this is a barbecue sauce. I'm not the world's best doctor, but I'm not that bad. So, yeah, it's, it's tangy. It's definitely barbecue sauce. 
do, do you know where the bathroom is? In the shared bathroom, Nicole comes out of a stall. There are a few stalls, sinks, and showers. It's upscale. She heads for the door, but notices the shower. It's sparkly and calling her name. No, she can't. She starts out and spies a rack full of towels. She cannot resist their fluffy call. We smash cut to minutes later. In only a towel, Nicole dries her hair, humming as Walter, cranky, enters in a towel, surprising her. Um, I'm a guest of Casey's. He totally knows I took a shower here. Nice to meet you, Nicole. Walter drops his towel. Walter. Nicole walks out and into Amy, tatted up, tough, but kind, as if San Francisco was a person. She lugs scooters. Amy, my Lyft driver. Oh, I can't believe it. Nicole from Texas. I just moved here, starting a new job Monday at Pixar. Right. The girl I dropped off at the Fuller House house. Why are you here? And why are you wet? Well, I was downstairs at the bar you recommended, and I met Casey. You must know him. Or not. Anyway, it's a long story that ends with me finding you again. Another great sign. It's my first friend in San Fran. Okay. Uh, well, it's night, and you're still a morning person. I'm going now. Oh, can I get a ride? I'd officially lift you, but my phone was stolen. They head to the elevator. Fine. Let me guess. Lombard Street. Nice tattoo. It's Murakami, right? Yeah. Chicks dig it. Oh, you're my first friend and the first lift. The doors of the elevator shut. In Amy's lift, they listen to Amy's phone on speaker. It's a podcast. It was a one-industry town. Unfortunately, that industry was murder. This podcast is brought to you by Pizza.com. Now have all the cold ingredients for a pizza delivered right to your door and have hot, fresh pizza in a matter of hours. Okay, we're here. Wait, this is where you're staying? Butterfly Manor looked nicer online. It's a halfway house. The butterflies are emerging from addiction cocoons. I postmates a lot of cigarettes here. Oh, that explains the drug testing. But it's only until I get an apartment. Hopefully soon. Fingers crossed. Knock on wood. Rub an armadillo's belly until a teardrop comes out. All right. Not sure about the last one. Uh, look, I have overnight passes. I'll find a Murakami fendish crash with and you can rent my room. Try the dorm out. There might be a vacancy soon because the last few nights a woman's been on the roof yelling, you won at the city. <laughs> I could I could never afford that place. You have a rain shower. Yeah, that's shared with 10 other people and a dog. But that's why it's cheap. How cheap? Because I'm going to get free room and board if I marry hot Jesus. <laughs> Smash cut to the adult dorm hallway. Nicole walks out of Amy's room and notices Casey saying goodbye to a girl at the elevators. Yeah, yeah, no, you're great. Maybe our pads will cross again. He hugs the girl and kind of pushes her into the elevator. Good luck with everything. Mm, I thought you didn't do this a lot. 
but you did this a lot in one night. I do this a lot. Why are you back? Amy rented me her room so I can see if I want to live here. Oh, oh okay. Oh, cool. You should go talk to Camille, the community manager. She handles this kind of stuff. Um, thanks. I was worried for a minute this might be awkward for you. I'm not sure I've ever felt awkward in my whole life. Funny. Camille's in the kitchen. Good luck. Casey kisses her gently on the forehead and heads off. Later, Nicole goes to talk to Camille. So, I heard there's a vacancy. And I'll take it. Great. As soon as the 863 people on the wait list get in, it's yours. But I need a place this weekend. Is there any other way? And we smash cut to later. The floor mates all trickle in. Camille and Nicole are there. Walter spies brownies on the table covered in mail. Brownies? Carbs are always a trap. You know, I said sugar is the new cocaine back when it was still okay to do the old cocaine. What? I was the original bad boy chef. Amy enters and turns to Camille. Why the meeting? I'm supposed to be delivering a pregnancy test to a sorority house through this new app. It's like Uber Eats for desperate people. Big secrets mean big tips. Actually, I called the meeting. Please have one of my famous brownies. Famous? Did one of these blow Ray J? Nicole wants to take Beth Ellen's room, but to jump to the top of the waiting list, the whole floor needs to sign off. Wait, Beth and Ellen are one person? Zinged by Divorcee Barbie. I'm a widow. Sorry. Zinged by Widow Barbie. Beth Ellen is the uh, brunette, and she's really busy with work and doesn't have a lot of time for dating. Oh, you didn't even yeah. Know. oh yeah. That's her. Oh, yeah. Didn't even know you lived here. He's the bad doctor. Okay, back to me. Uh, I promised to make this quick since I only have about 36 hours left to find a place. Everyone heads out, looking at their phones. Nicole rolls a dry erase board and blocks the exit. Head down, Zena actually bumps into the board. Oh, sorry. Everyone sits as Nicole uncaps a marker and draws her story. This is me. And this is where I'm from, Comfort, Texas. In Comfort, I was a teacher. I would draw all sorts of little cartoons for my kids. She draws a bunch of little animals and funny creatures. So you taught art? No, math. My characters taught them to go after their dreams, like the one-legged cricket who wanted to make music. I think maybe you weren't a good math teacher. He only had one leg. Wait, why can't he make music? Crickets rub their legs together to make music. That's how they chirp. It's not music. It's music to him, but he can't do it. Uh, I'm enjoying the presentation, but I'm, I, I'm, I kind of just started my life over, and this is making me want to end it. Okay, look, I came here for a job at Pixar, and it's my other one-legged cricket. My dreams begin this week. Just a reminder, I have a Scandinavian family checking in first thing Monday. Which is why I need you guys to let me move in so I don't have to go back. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. I, I'm stuck on how the cricket lost his leg, the, the, the one leg that he had. It wasn't because the doctor misdiagnosed a tumor as a cyst, was it? Because that, that could be a thing. Look, my grandma once said, Princess Di once said, only do what your heart tells you. 
you're quoting your grandma quoting Prince's Die. I miss them both. Okay. Also, uh, FYI, Casey and I barely hooked up. Just some hand stuff. I, I had a clear view during the meditation wind down. She draws the floor mates and then herself joining them. Guys, if you let me move in, I promise Walter's nickname for me will be low maintenance or drama free chick. It will definitely be hand stuff. What you see is what you get. Small town girl trying to make it on her own. Loyal and honest. The only secret I have is the recipe for these. (laughs) She holds out a plate of brownies. Nicole? Nicole rolls the board away to reveal Bo, a handsome stranger in scruff and cowboy boots. Nicole is stunned. Um, who are you? Uh, Bo. Nicole's fiance. Uh, didn't mention that when you were doing hand drawings. Bum, bum, bum. And that's the end of Act One. Act Two, everyone is where we left them. The group listens, wrapped. How did you know I was here? Well, your, your parents said that you were coming to San Francisco, and the credit card company said your last purchase was for a delivery at this address <laughs> from Mr. V's Killer Brownies. So. Everyone looks mm. at their brownies. Uh, oh, I knew it. I didn't have time to bake brownies, but so you know, I am not engaged. You got the note I left, right? Yeah, yeah. But it, it took a second to realize that you were you were breaking up with me since it was just like a cartoon of a cricket. And because we were together for five years. He holds up a napkin drawing. Everyone gets up to look. We should talk somewhere private. In Amy's room a few minutes later, Nicole paces in front of Bo. I left a note because I can't talk to you about this. And I drew a cartoon because I couldn't find the words to put in the note. Okay. uh, But when he uh, finds his other leg, is he coming back to comfort? He doesn't know. He might. This this is confusing. Can we just make him a she? In San Francisco, you definitely can. Nicole and Bo react to being overheard. The group has been listening at the wall. Sorry, thin walls. And we go back to Nicole and Bo where we left them. Is this a cult? I knew those meatless Mondays were a gateway. I knew it. No, no. It's just, it's a communal centered something, something. I don't know exactly what that is, but I just want to know why. Why you left. He waits for Nicole to answer, but she's saved by. <laughs> Seconds later, Nicole runs in. Zena is panicking and the others look on. I, I can't find Freddy. He's gone. Oh, oh my God. God. I can't live without him. Wait, Freddy's your dog? Am I the only one who recognizes faces they see every day? Gotta find the little guy. All right, guys. He helps me out. The ladies love him. Like love. For the record. For the record, not my experience, but I understand. Freddie and I actually have the same taste in women. Us too. Oh. 
So you also like big brains? I didn't know you guys loved Freddy. Yeah, even I have the Mutt Fetch golf balls, mostly out of other people's bags, which saves me a lot of money. I want to help you guys look. He's such a great dog, and I'm sure finding him wouldn't hurt my roommate chances. Um, but I kind of need to deal with Bo. Everyone I, takes out their phones. I'll put it on the building's Twitter. I'll get on next door. I'll share the post to get it out there and remind women I like dogs. Aren't you guys going to go outside and look for him together? You mean together? Look, we'll handle it. Get back to breaking that cowboy's heart. Nicole starts to walk away, then pulls the dry erase board over. Okay. In humans, the first 48 hours is most important. So in dog years, that's roughly seven hours. See, if you had done that, your kids might actually know math. Where does Freddie like to go? I take him to round up scooters. He loves those underpasses and alleys. Then you go for a bath and a flea dip? Yeah. Be careful. Tattoos has a history of stealing our loved ones. I hooked up with his daughter once. And I should have taken her for a bath and a flea dip. Let's stay on track. I just have to tell Bo. Find the dog. I'll just be here counting the ceiling tiles. He's being literal. There's not much to do in comfort. Wait, the number here is on his collar. Someone might call. I'll stay. Don't worry about it. Oh, you'll do the easiest thing. Thank you. Casey smiles sheepishly. He can get away with it. So, Zena, where do we start? And we smash cut to the corner of a dispensary. The group minus Casey stands in front of a statue of a skunk in a top hat smoking a joint. It's worn down on the butt. This is his girlfriend. Damn it. Everyone has a girlfriend? Everyone chooses to ignore this sad statement. Hmm. Nicole looks around and notices a case of baked goods and takes a sample. Hmm. What kind of weird bakery is this? It's a weed dispensary. My ex-cellmate owns it. Convict to job creator for the same thing. Crazy. Turns out white men have had the order wrong all these years. Cellmate? <clears throat> and this is all drugs? You've never seen pot before? You're like a real-life Reese Witherspoon. Zena, not to judge a book by its mom genes, but you come here? No shrinks, hypnotists, or even a few shamans have helped me with my spiritual journey more than those gummies. The only surprising part of that was shamans is plural for shaman. You should try these. I could. Just... Another one of God's plants. <laughs> but so are jalapenos and poison ivy. Uh, so where else could Freddie be? Nicole puts the gummies down. Amy picks them right up. We go to the common area. Casey sits on the couch watching TV. Bo walks in and sits. Oh, okay. You're sitting. Can't believe Nicole moves here. And now you're talking. I'm sorry. You're busy. What is this? Man of Man Steel? Oh, is that show that won like all the TV awards? <laughs> yeah, no, I haven't seen it. Is this is this happening in the past? Oh no. The future. Oh, uh, so it looks like the past. 
It's about a group of people that wanted to return to a more God-fearing way and form their own country. Which ones are the robots? None. You, you want to talk or watch? Watch. At some point, there's got to be a robot. We go to an alley where the group looks around. This is Freddy's favorite spot. He likes riding through the he likes riding through the puddles. And there's always puddles here, no matter the weather. It's it's very unsettling. Well, it's nice to see where I'll be living if I don't find a place. Oh, look, comes furnished. She sees a mattress with stains and a rat on it. We should go check the place you bring him for a flea dip. No, it's really, really far away. Hmm. Well, I always take him for coffee. Looks like we're going for coffee. Grab a scooter. It'll be faster and then I can make some money. Kill two birds. (laughs) Off Evans starting the scooter and abruptly stopping. Uh, Three birds. Uh, at least I don't have to tell the bird's family, said Dr. Joe. <laughs> he rides off and everyone looks at each other and then follows. In the common area later, Casey and Bo are watching the screen. Wait. So even if you're married, you get to have sex with another woman? I see why this won all the awards. Okay, how about we take a break, huh? I feel like you like beer. <laughs> they get up and move so- to the kitchen. If, if my talking is bothering you, I, I'm, I'm sorry, because I'm actually the quiet one. Like Nicole's a talker. She takes deep dives into stuff, hones in, you know, reads everything and then has to tell you all about it. Exactly what you want in a roommate. I actually learned to like it. You know, I call her Nickypedia. Also, because she's only like 80 percent accurate. Have you ever considered getting Nicole back because of being a big dog in the tech world has taught me. <laughs> big dog. Nice. What have you done? Well, you know, like this is all about the city's about potential. Look, anyway, you shouldn't give up on Nicole. All right. You got to go big and go home. Thanks. Yeah. You know, Nicole is the kind of girl who makes Everything better, like my day, my life, my family, heck, our world. Once on the way to a Spurs game, she did CPR on an armadillo she hit with her car and she had to be quarantined for leprosy. She was in this bubble thing and and she held up a sign that said, do you make it? That's Nicole, man. That's her right there. (laughs) Yeah, man, it's, it's beautiful. I need to get some fresh air. Bo heads out deep in thought. Then Casey realizes. Hey, wait, man, did I make it? And we cut to the bar from the opening. The group enters this restaurant coffee place that's in the building. It sickens me to see what this place has become. It was one of SF's seediest gay bars. Now look at it. So much light and acceptance. Shame was so great for sex. You know what's better? Self-esteem. Well, I hope you never meet my other daughter. She's the confident one. There, 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 there. You see Freddy? Oh, phew, he's alive and I don't have to live in an alley. My, no, no, no. It's my, it's my buddy Jen, the barista. I bring Freddy in when she's working. Hey, Jen, have you seen Freddy? I'm sorry. Do we know each other? No. 
no. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll take, I'll take five, five lattes hot. Evan puts a 20 in the tip jar. Nicole continues. You know, that cute little black dog that probably smells like marijuana. Oh yeah. Well, this is Evan, the guy who brings that dog in. Evan puts another 20 in. And that dog is missing. Oh no. I'm sorry. I haven't seen it. Nicole and Evan walk back to the group. She's pretty cute. Sorry, Amy. I hate to say this to you, but I think she's into me. It's pretty obvious. Nicole gives Amy a no head shake. Casey enters, hopeful. Hey, saw you come in. Where's Freddy? No clue. We looked everywhere. Casey looks visibly upset by this news. How's Bo? On a walk, and Camille's by the phone. There's one more place we can look. Where's Walter? I was just in the bathroom, and it was clean, and people were using it as a bathroom. What did it used to be? No, 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 don't. No, no. Okay. We cut to a small city park. Zena searches. The group notices an all-female yoga class. Uh, this is where I take Freddy to work out. Ugh. What? Well, I love yoga and it's cheap. And since my parents cut me off, I can't go to expensive spin. Look, it's it's not easy, but it's what I have to do right now. We do not feel sorry for you, handsome tall guy. Did you just sneak a peek at that hot girl while you were looking off longingly? Wow. If so, please, please teach me. Zena comes back over crushed. (sighs) He's not here. This is this is insane. Well, who who let him out? Everyone knows not to buzz people in. Um, well, I think I kind of remember definitely buzzing the brownie delivery guy in. No! Oh, gee. We, we never buzz people in. Too risky for a lot of reasons. And Freddie follows people and then darts out. I once buzzed in my weed dealer. He might still live in the gym. Which is cool, as long as he doesn't buzz people in. I didn't know. I'm so, so sorry. I need my gummy bears. Then we cut to the common area later. The group comforts Zena. Amy gives her the gummies. Zena, I promise I'll find him. Because you lost him or because you want us to let you live here? Or because you don't want to deal with your ex. I think you've done enough. At least you weren't responsible for her husband. You weren't, were you? I'm going to have to take your deposit for emotional damage, obviously. Okay, I'm, I'm, bad, with, I'm bad with people, but this, this is actually really bad. I did everything I could, but it doesn't look good. I'm sorry. Feel free to use that. I did everything I could stuff with Bo. It works. I've used it a lot. People believe me. Thanks. No problem. Because of you, Jen knows my name and she will know my last name soon. He holds up his cup. It has writing on it. I can live with Edwin. Nicole turns to Casey, the only one left. You know, when Pixar hired me, I knew it had to be a sign, like a a green light from the big guy. But since I got here, there have been a lot more, this is a mistake kind of signs. Like, My Airbnb is a halfway house, and I can't afford a top bunk. 
or a drink in this city. But we met. That was a good turn, right? True. But then a meditation class watched us make out. Found the perfect spot with an 800-person wait list. My ex showed up. I lost a dog. I touched drugs. But the Pixar thing is still good. Camille enters, having heard Casey mention Pixar. Oh, uh, did they get in touch with you? Because uh, I called them to verify your employment, and your job description seems to be unpaid intern. What? This is kind of getting ridiculous. It was some kind of clerical error. They've been trying to reach you, but they said they keep getting an alarmingly cheerful voicemail message. So anyways, I'm going to need a bigger deposit. Camille lays the application down and exits. Nicole puts her head in her hands. Casey grabs some sugar packets. Hey, it's just more expensive lemons, right? Yeah, thanks, Casey. I appreciate it, but I think I want to be alone. Got it. Luckily, making myself disappear is the only other magic trick I know. Casey pats her on the back and leaves. He looks back as he goes, but wants to respect her wishes. You know what, buddy? If you want me to stay, make it clear. Stay. Nicole looks surprised, and then we reveal a sketchy guy vaping and eating soup out of a can marked Beth Ellen. You can crash with me in the gym. Off Nicole's deep concern, we end Act 2. Lifespan Fitness is dedicated to making fitness accessible and affordable. They believe your office should help you work and feel better. And they do that with their under-desk treadmills and exercise bikes. Their treadmills and their bike desks help you make the most of your workspace, whether you're starting your fitness journey or wanting to stay more active at work. Look, treadmill desks might seem like they're going to be dangerous, they're going to be hard to use, but they really aren't. I mean, most work is going to become second nature within, let's say, a week. And typically people walk between half a mile, two miles per hour. So think how many miles you can log while you're working. If you've already got a standing desk, you can just slip this under-desk bike or treadmill in there. But if you need the complete setup, Lifespan also sells the desk and equipment in a combo. Our associate producer, Noah Finling, has one of these. We talked about it last time. I got a chance to use it. It's so simple. It's so useful. I mean, I've talked on this podcast before about how walking is the key to creativity, to writing for me. I get almost all of my decent ideas when I'm walking. But look, maybe it's too hot outside, like it is in so many places right now, to walk. Lifespan Fitness is the answer. So visit LifespanFitness.com and use the code DPS5, that's DPS as in Dead Pilot Society, DPS5, at checkout for 5% off. That's LifespanFitness.com, and the code is DPS5. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Uh, look, it doesn't matter who you are or what you have. Life can be stressful. It's true now more than ever. We're all just processing the nightmare that the last year and a half has been. And it's not over. We're being pressured to feel like it's over, which is making it even harder. 
or maybe you're beating yourself up over not having made better use of this lockdown time. I can certainly relate to that. And you might not be feeling down and out. You might not be depressed or like you're at a total loss. But look, if your stress is high, you could probably use the chance to unload and get it out and to talk to some friends are great, but sometimes they're they're biased and you need someone completely unbiased who's not going to judge you or take sides. You'll be surprised at how much that can help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, and it's more affordable than in-person therapy. So see if see if it's for you. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and Dead Pilots Society listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash deadpilots. Have your first session in under 48 hours at B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash dead pilots have your first session in under 48 hours at b-e-t-t-e-r-h-e-l-p.com slash dead pilots again have your first session in under 48 hours at betterhelp.com since the dawn of time screenwriters have taken months to craft their stories but now three hollywood professionals shall attempt the impossible Break a story in one hour. That's right. Here on Story Break, I, Freddie Wong, Matt Arnold, and Will Campos, the creators behind award-winning shows like Video Game High School, have one hour to turn a humble idea into an awesome movie. Now, an awesome movie starts with an awesome title. I chose The Billionaire's Marriage Valley. Mine was Christmas Pregnant Paradise. (laughs) Okay, next we need a protagonist. So I've heard Wario best described as libertarian, (laughs) Mark. And of course, every great movie needs a stellar pitch. In order to get to heaven, sometimes you gotta raise a little hell. <laughs> That's the tagline! Check out Story Break every week on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Act 3, we're in the common area later. Zena makes a smoothie with booze. Evan watches TV. Casey is filling up a water bottle. Nicole is on the dorm phone. Hey, Bo! It's Nicole again. Just wondering where you are. Walter enters with his trash can. He looks at several bins. He considers separating it, then dumps it all in one can. Security just called. Is it Freddy? No, a different Nicole-related drama. On the roof, a few minutes later, Nicole, with the rest of the group in tow, minus Amy, rushes up to the small roof patio where they find Bo in a tux with a ring, a small band, and their families on FaceTime. Nicole, speechless, takes in the makeshift wedding. Bo, what is all this? Our wedding. What? Well, it's kind of Casey's idea. Uh, what? That is that is not... It's also no. our reception. I ordered some of your favorite foods. Uh, someone named Amy should be here any second. Ding, the elevator opens, and Amy is there with giant Grubhub bags. She's surprised to find a wedding. Okay, so this order of ribs, cake, Frito pie, and mustard must be for you guys. Amy holds up the Grubhub bags. Walter's already bored and playing around with his nine iron. I found this band uh, outside the subway station, which is also where I found the minister. One-stop shopping. Nicole notices the minister is dressed like Michael Jackson. And your parents are on FaceTime. 
We are against this for so many reasons. Bo Mutzer. Look, <clears throat> Nikki, I, I, I don't want to stand in the way of your crickets dreams. Look, you shouldn't have to choose between San Francisco and me. So I'll just move here. We'll make it our place. Oh, oh wait, that is not what I... Mill told me married couples are allowed in the dorm. Even though that building over there seems much nicer. It is. So much nicer, yeah. like mm-hmm. tremendously nicer. You would move here for me? Totally. Look, I love where we live. We're close to our families. We know our neighbors. We can always find a parking spot. Nobody speeds, not because they don't have some place to be, but because, because they know the person waiting won't mind if they're late. It's the best place in the world. Really? Because it sounds like it doesn't have a major airport. Well, it's a place I want to raise our kids. But that's in the future, which, uh, which may or may not have robots. Oh. I mean... Did, did, did you get this big job? Did she get the big job? Amy elbows him. Nicole looks over and does a double take. Wait. Walter, do you hit golf balls at the fancy building? That would be against the rules, so no. But as someone grandfathered in and who would be a bitch to evict, yes. I know that look. What's up? Uh, nothing. No, sorry. Continue. You were in the middle of this amazing gesture. I know you, Nikki. What's going on? I think I know where Freddy is. What? How would you know where Freddy is? Do you think Nicole turns apologetically to Bo? Do, do you need to go? Only because it's my fault he got out and he's just a... Poor defenseless animal. I get it. Of course. Go get him. I'll wait. And at least dogs don't carry leprosy. Thank you. I'll be right back. Led by Nicole, our gang races through the streets on bird scooters. Casey is impressed with Nicole taking charge. They get to the parking lot behind the fancy building. There are golf balls all over with some nice and some dented cars. We see Freddy with multiple golf balls in his mouth. Freddy! Freddy! Hey! Thank, you. Thank God. Everyone piles in for a hug. Freddy is excited and actually does pee a little bit because he's a dog. Freddy licks a lot of faces. Xena kisses him directly on the mouth. My son. Uh, am I the only one who has a problem watching a human go to first base with a dog? Hey, you found him. I said I would, so I did. Freddie jumps in Nicole's arms and licks her. Well, look at that. Fast friends. Casey watches and feels something he's not used to feeling. True-like. A security guard notices them. What's going on? Wait a second. You're the son of a bitch who hits golf balls from next door. They all look at each other and Walter, who has a shirt full of golf balls, he drops them and jumps on his scooter. Everyone follows. Freddie loves it and puts his little paws up. In the common area, a few minutes later, the group returns home. Freddie luxuriates in being home. Treats! I have treats in the kitchen! Nicole heads off. Zena turns to the group. Boy, is she avoiding that whole bow situation. 
Nicole gets the treats and runs into Beth Ellen, who is packing a few cans of soup. Oh, hey, uh, we haven't met. I'm Nicole. Beth Ellen. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I'm hoping to move into your room. Hmm. You seem nice. Where are you from? Texas. Iowa. Let me guess. You moved here to pursue your dream of... Animation. Being an animator. Well, I, I moved out here to pursue my dream of becoming a ballet dancer. And you're moving out because you're so successful you can now afford a place with your own bathroom? Yep. Kidding. No, uh, no dance company would hire me. Just a topless house cleaning company. So back to Iowa. Now my dream's much more attainable. A job with the top. Nicole grabs the dog treats and heads back to the group. Uh, j- just an FYI, the fifth floor rented the roof for a uh, vodka pong tournament, but uh, Bo's not leaving until you get back. Thanks. I'm heading up now. So, uh, what are you going to tell him? No. I don't want him to give up his life in Texas. I'll, I'll just move home and marry him. What? I'm sorry, what? Wait, oh, really? Yay. No, like, I actually what? want to learn more from Nicopedia. I don't want to get married on the roof of the dorm. No offense. We'll do it at home, in a church. Not with a minister wearing a rhinestone-encrusted latex glove. As a guy who didn't really ever have to think about his actions till recently like why would you why would you do that Bo doesn't really want to move here he loves a small town life and it is great it really is I, I mean it's it's literally called comfort and that's why I didn't want to ask Bo to move in the first place it's just not us but is it you I thought it might be told Casey I thought God was telling me to move here when I got the job at Pixar. You guys don't believe in God, do you? Honey, signs come from the universe. That's just science. Okay, well, I thought God was telling me to come here, but it's been a disaster. I almost killed a dog. Freddie got let out in the mean streets of San Francisco and I and couldn't find his way home and it's, Pretty on the nose, God. I let Freddy out. What? 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 What did you just say? Bad doctor. Wait, not my postmate Geraldine. I wrote her a very curt review. Good job with like a regular smiley face. Now I, I was carrying in a used Peloton bike and I put a hand weight on the door to hold it open. I was 15 minutes in the Abbey's Club Bangers Blast when I remembered. I didn't want to keep, want you guys to know since you already don't like me. And I, uh... Oh, that's no, not true. Let's not love you. Don't notice oh. you. Too far. Do not liking. Okay, so Evan almost killed a dog, not you. I might have a contact high, but there were a lot of other bad signs. You're saying that because you're scared and because you don't understand marijuana. Look, when I moved here in the 70s, I was scared, too. I left the restaurant I started. I'd just gotten a divorce and kissed our plumber. Not in that order. Everything hasn't been perfect, but a bad day in this life is better than the best day in that life. 
Nicole's interest grows as the group shares. The group is finding out about each other for the first time. Uh, I left the family business to come work in tech. That's why my parents cut me off. Now all I have is the own money from my grandfather. When I came here, I just run away from my foster home. And Amy wins. I lived on couches and picked pockets. It was like Oliver, but with less memorable musical numbers, but more than you would think. That's why you went to prison. Yeah. Okay, we'll get to that. I know it doesn't seem obvious, but I'm, I'm still scared every day. Um, surprisingly, I got every residency I applied for. I didn't tell my parents because they wanted me to stay in D.C. and live with them. Oh, forever. that's where I'm from. We, we've talked about Forget it. I, I came here because it was the farthest from home, and I wanted to reinvent myself. But even as a cool, young, extremely handsome doctor, I, I struggle. I'm a better doctor on paper than I am on actual people. Uh, you should probably learn to be a good doctor on people. I think that's like the whole gig. Nicole is hearing everyone, but not listening. For me, just coming out here was a victory. Thanks, though. Today was fun. And now I can marry Bo and tell all six of our kids I gave it a shot. <laughs> he wants six kids, which might ruin a lot of things I like about my life. In my body. In my 20s, I married my beau, the guy I was comfortable and happy enough with. And we had good years and good kids. But I didn't let myself figure out who I was until my husband had a heart attack and died. Oh. On top of his 20-year-old girlfriend. Oh. Don't put off finding yourself until Bo's dead even if it scares you. It's not fair to you, Bo, or whoever he dies on top of. I second the non-disturbing gist of all of that. Yeah, me too. Most sad, for sure. Most sad. You weren't listening to God when you decided to come here. You were finally listening to yourself. This really lands with Nicole. We're on the roof later. Bo sits at the altar, listening to the band. There's a large group of vodka pong people waiting. They wear short shorts and 80s-style headbands and hold jugs of vodka. Guys, I, I still technically have this reserve for five more minutes. Our life in Comfort, Texas is perfect. And I want to want it, but I don't. And I don't know why. I guess that's why I'm here in uncomfort California to find out. I, I can't marry you, which makes me really sad. I, I just have to do this alone. Thank God. Oh God. Yeah, no, I really, I really didn't want to have to move here. I just, it's dirty and the shorts seem way shorter here. <laughs> hmm. Thanks. I hope you make it. And also, I don't. Well, thank you. And screw you. <laughs> Casey looks relieved. <sighs> I don't regret coming. I mean, I had Chinese for the first time and got Casey's Hulu password. 
Come on, guys. Let's hit it. Bo smiles. Nicole waves as Bo gets on the elevator. I should have clarified this, but I can't live here, right? Everyone looks at each other. Then Zena whispers to Camille. You're in. Good. Because I need a hug real bad. A vodka pong guy comes in for a hug. No, I meant from them. Bring it in, guys. Too soon? Even for me. (laughs) Nicole notices Casey pull away. He was actually going in for the hug. As Casey and Nicole lock eyes and exchange a smile, Freddie jumps up on Nicole's legs. She bends down to hug him. Yeah, that'll do. That's the end of Act 3. We're in the tag in the common area. The group unpacks big bags of Grubhub. Nicole and Amy move the dining room table off the wall to the center of the room. I was in juvie when I was 15 for spray painting a school uh, teacher when I was still figuring it all out. Aren't we still figuring it all out? (laughs) Nicole and Amy exchange a hot look. The chemistry is undeniable. It takes them both by surprise. They set the table down. Evan breaks the tension. Wow, we've we've never eaten together. We just use this table for mail. I got a tantric massage on it once. What? Wipes? Wipes. I'm going to get the wipes. Does anybody else want wipes? We yes, should all get yes, wipes. Yeah. Everyone pulls up chairs. Camille comes up with the lease. Congrats. Life's just getting started. Thanks. It really feels like that. No, that's just our slogan. Oh, wings. Nicole surveys the situation. The enormity of the change hits her. She exits. A beat later, we hear... <laughs> I'm an intern. My savings is in the four digits. Bo was the only man I ever loved. Casey felt my boobs. I've never been alone before. Walter pipes up through the wall. You're not alone. He looks to the group and we see neither are they anymore. Unlike the beginning of the show, nobody's on their phones or avoiding each other. Nicole stops crying and comes back in. Uh, is there more wine? You'll get used to the thin walls. So there is wine. She's adorable. Adorable. She's adorable. Sorry, I had food in my mouth. I wanted to say it at the same time as you did. <laughs> Amy and Casey exchange a look. Maybe this is going to be a little more complicated. Then a Scandinavian family enters. Hello, we are looking for Amy's rental. Are we in the right place? And that is end of show. All right. I hope you enjoyed that. Definitely come back next week. Such a great conversation I had with Hillary and Matt. Dead Pilot Society is produced by me and my co-host Ben Blacker and our associate producer Noah Finling. Look, please leave us a review. If you've been listening to the show, you like it, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps. And tell a friend. This is how more people find out about the show. You can follow us on social media, find out all the latest. We're on Twitter at Dead Pilots Pod and on Instagram at Dead Pilot Society. All right, everyone. Uh, we're, we're, we're kind of out of the woods. We're kind of not. So continue to stay safe. Continue to find a way to help someone. Be nice to yourself. When appropriate, 
wear a mask. Um, less appropriate, uh, you know, appropriate in fewer circumstances these days, but sometimes it still is, and do it when it makes sense. And we are still getting through this, and we will get through us until ne- we will get through this until next time. I'm Andrew Reich. Thanks for listening. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned, audience supported.